Greetings, Dr. Nielsen here. What a great day to be alive. I wanted to talk a little bit today about, uh, I'm gonna entitle this Happy, Happy, Happy. And it's interesting, in, in the book, The Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell talks about a study of some, uh, some folks from Italy, Ro- I'm gonna pronounce it Rosetta, Italy. And from Rosetta, what's interesting is those people, they, you know, they were regular people, they were stone cutters, and I don't know if that's where the Rosetta stone came from, I, I, I don't think so, but anyways, <laughs> they were stone cutters, um, they worked in the quarries, uh, many of them lived up in the mountains, they would hike like four to five miles down the hill, and to go to their work or whatever, I don't know the exact story, but and then they would work all the way or walk all the way back up and these people were just very happy well some of them got um, you know they had heard that there's this place in America and things were awesome and it was kind of this land of opportunity and choice and freedom and you could kind of create a new beginning and some of the first that went I believe there was I'm gonna say there are nine or I'm, I'm gonna say there were ten men and <clears throat> one boy and they sailed across from Italy and they came to um, New York and then they settled up by um, in Pennsylvania there was this quarry so they thought you know they keep doing the same work that they were experts at and they settled kind of in this Pennsylvania town um, originally they called it I was gonna say I can't remember the exact name anyway they settled in this town and they started becoming working in the quarry, you know, mining rock. They built all their, built all their little homes close together and they had this quaint little community. They had a church and they were very well connected. And as they settled, they sent word over that, hey, this is great. So more people came. They sent word over. And then more people came. I believe the first name they called it was like Little Italy or something. But they thought, well, they needed to integrate into the American society. But all they spoke was Italian in this little community. The interesting thing about this, and one doctor noticed, is that they, there was no heart disease for people, especially men ages 65 and below. There was none, absolutely none, which was very, which was very weird. This was in around 1955 because heart disease at that time started becoming the you know the main killer in America the number one killer and they couldn't figure it out so they asked the people if they could go over their medical records and they spent spent a long time going through all the medical records and they couldn't find any heart disease and they were trying to find out what what was it that was causing these people and and in general these people were just healthy and it wasn't their diet their diet wasn't that much you know, their diet wasn't that different from, um, that was, you know, out this some crazy diet that wasn't like a vegetarian diet or anything like that. It was just kind of a normal diet that they had adopted, they had had before, and was very, very interesting. So they kept scouring through the records and trying to find out what, what was the clue. What they finally found was that it was connection. It was a sense of belonging. 
And it was this ability to communicate and create a sense of purpose. And so they belonged to a tribe, a great family, rather than just individualism and being alone. Uh, what's interesting about our, our day and age, we have social media and we're trying to be connected, but it's not the same as interactive connectivity meaning face-to-face, a touch, a hug, uh, being able to feel the sense of what somebody's seeing in their presence as those sound waves come out, as those, I'm going to call them love waves, come out. And I, I bring this up because we're losing a little bit of this sense of connectivity. So these people, the number one thing that allowed them to stay healthy, it wasn't the food, it wasn't the the new medicine, it wasn't the latest and greatest drug, it wasn't the it wasn't that they were exercising crazy than everyone. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was family. It was connectivity. It was a united effort to just be a part of a community. It was community. And because of that, they were happy, happy, happy. One other point to that is they had a sense of purpose. Now, there have been other studies. There's eudaimonic happiness and hedonic happiness. And what the researchers have found in this positive psychology is that this, this happiness from day to day is fleeting. You know, let's say that your team wins and so you're happy that night. Or you went to a good movie and you were happy in that moment. But this long-term happiness is different. And that type of happiness comes from not only the sense of connectivity and being connected, being united in a cause or a joint effort, but it also comes from having a sense of purpose, serving people like for parents, helping a child raise a child, um, having a sense of purpose or a mission that you're doing something good you're contributing you're trying to give back you're trying to serve you're trying to help another person and they've shown that it might not be in the day-to-day it might be a great struggle but as you're on your mission and you're on purpose you're much more happy now the last study I want to talk about is a study done by Harvard University and Harvard University has been conducting a study for the past 75 years if you can believe it this past 75 years The first group they started out with, there were two groups. So this was in Boston. The first group was um, actual Harvard, Harvard students. And the other group was they went out to like the poorest areas that they could find. And what's amazing about this study is they've tracked this for 75 years. They're now on their fourth um, study director. I mean, this this is almost impossible. Most studies can never do this because, you know, somebody will lose interest or... They'll drop off or the candidates, the, the participants will actually drop off and they won't be able to stay in the study for that long. But they've done it for 75 years. And what they've found through all of this, all the research, the ability to find, they've tried to figure out, because they have all this data and every year they get new data. And what they've found is people are happy because of connectivity, because they have a sense of belonging. And those people who weren't happy 
were the people who felt alone. And you can feel alone in a crowd of 50,000 people. You can totally feel alone and isolated. But they showed very clearly, they even tracked people when they were in their 40s, when they were, um, you know, kind of earlier in their marriage, and now in their 80s and 90s. And they can look back now with all this data and find out really what was the key that allowed people to truly live this happy life. Because most of them, they started out and they wanted to be, you know, they wanted to be rich millionaires. And what they found is it's this ability to connect, ability to have a sense of purpose, and that has allowed them to be happy, happy, happy. I'm Dr. Brandon Nielsen. You guys have a great day. And, you know, I would challenge you to go out and make a connection. Maybe improve a connection, improve an ideal relationship. Take care.